Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Okay. Sound like a game plan. Sound like a game plan. Um, 
So essentially what we're going to do today is uh, literally just talk uh, about, about, about about what's going on in the NFL, man. We've got some news and notes from around the league. I wanted to start with a, a hot topic, um, Tuka Tagovailoa, man. Obviously we all saw what took place uh, with the injury and, and everything like that, but I wanted to take it from a different perspective. Um, when he got hurt in week number three, we all saw what took place. We all knew and, and, and understood that this man was concussed. Um, yet he uh, was let back in the game, and subsequently they won that crazy ball game. Fast forward to what took place last last um, Thursday, and you know, we all saw what took place. But my, my, my frustration and my issue, and I wanted to throw this around the room, was that the independent uh, neurologist, doctor, or whatever the actual wording of it was called. Um, neurologist. Actually, neuro, yeah, there you go. Neurologist. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that that person was let go. And, 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 my, and my question is, why did it just stop there? You know, if, if you and I sitting on our couches watching that ball game can see that this man was not right, that this man was definitely concussed and there was things that were going on, um, I don't understand why the head coach of the Miami Dolphins wasn't, wasn't fine and subsequently punished. I don't understand why ownership wasn't fine and subsequently punished. Uh, why did that all fall on the independent investigator? And, uh, villain, I, I, I'll come to you first. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I congratulate the, the Players Association for taking a stand and, and looking into this, you know, looking into the health and the safety of the players because that's paramount and that's what's first. Um, I, can't, I can't fault the coach and the ownership to your point, serious. I understand where you're going with it, but I mean, I look at the broader scope of the whole testing and the protocol that's been in place for over 10 years. I think it's 12 or 13 years or so. is is a farce. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. Um, the 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 protocol allowed Tua to go back into the game. You know what I mean? The, yeah, the the neurologist you know, test him, and, but he did what was to quote-unquote to the letter. I don't know if that's true or not, but I look at the bigger problem as the protocol is the problem. Like, because I'm seeing, like, Bart Scott come on TV and say he can, you know, fail a baseline test so that if something does happen to him, he can go back into the game because, you know, he's better than his baseline. So, how is that possible? The test is the problem. The, the test is designed to get these players back in the game so that, you know, they, the, the owners don't miss a check. Um, so from that perspective, yeah, I can blame them, but I think, the, I think the whole protocol needs to change, and it really needs to be paramount to keep these guys safe, not get them back in the game. So I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go back with you, and then I'll, I'll let the other guys – um, you know, talk about it or whatever the case may be. But my, my, my issue with that is if you look think back to Ryan Clark having sickle cell, you know, and we all saw the episode mm-hmm. uh, of Mike Tomlin on the pivot where he said that 
in that moment, he had to be there for that dude and save him essentially from himself. And again, my, my, my initial point was us sitting here on our couches can tell that this man was not right. And even if you let him finish the game, which we all was not, we all, that was a dumb move, to, to, to have him go out on a Thursday night four days later, what in the world? Like, I, I, I don't understand why somebody, even if the independent neurologist was like, yeah, he's good to go. Why, I mean, I think, like, you're, you're, you're the leader of the team. Like, you, you're supposed to care for, for, for the well-being and the safety of your players. Chandler, I, I come to you, sir, like, saying what took place and you understand, you know, what we're talking about here. Let, let me hear your perspective on it. Listen, um, I'm not trying to hear about the protocol and the test because fans know that the test and the protocols can be weak, can be gained. Guys have been telling us that. Um, since they instituted them, how they would beat the protocols. Going all the way back to when they just held up two fingers, okay, and shining the light in the eyes. And guys would beat Matt, who, who couldn't even count the fingers, okay, but they would have somebody tapping them as they were looking at the fingers, so they would know how many fingers up, and they would say, they make sure they send it back again. I'm not trying to hear McDaniels uh, when I care about my players, and you send them back in again, okay? Since I've been watching football, I've seen twice where a coach has said, um, I don't care what this says. I'm going to do what's best for the player. You already mentioned uh, Tomlin and, and Ryan Clark. I'll go, I'll go. It was an injury, but the same concept of John Abraham when he moved the Jets. And he got the DUI. Everybody said he could play. And Herman Edwards said, no, you're not going to play. Because you need to understand what you did as consequences. So he didn't play. He got killed for it. He said, I don't care. I need this young man to understand he can't be drinking and driving because he can kill someone. It's bigger than the game. It's bigger than that win. This is your franchise quarterback. Okay? Let's take it back on the field. This is your franchise quarterback. You're about to pay him a crap ton of money if you have a winning season. Do you really want his career shortened like Andrew Luck? Because you just gave him a whole bunch of money for nothing then. And now you got to go back to the draft. So this was short-sighted all the way across the board. And I'm not giving the NFL Players Association credit for nothing because all they did was give us a scapegoat, okay? Everybody involved should have been fired. But they fired one guy that's not being paid by the, that's being paid, not being paid by the team, not a team employee. So once again, we have a situation where, hold on, I'm doing my hockey draft, where, Everybody says, oh, they did something, and everybody moves on. Nothing to see here. Don't look, at, don't look behind the curtain. The independent neurologist, he goes back to his practice. No big deal. Nothing has changed. How do we know nothing has changed? Cameron Great of the Buccaneers was obviously concussed, wasn't taken out of the game until after halftime. What we thought it was his shoulder. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. They don't care. The NFLPA doesn't care. They gave y'all the scapegoat so people like that say, oh, man, but at least they care about the players. And now everybody's going to move on. And the investigation will never be talked about again. 
until about three months from now, and it'll be a blur a blurb across the bottom of the picture on ESPN. Nothing has changed. Nothing is going to change because they don't care. So, you know, I, I get your point. It's a it's a great point. I'm sorry, Sarah. I just want to I just want to click on this real quick. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. What I what I'm thinking though is, why did Tua go back in the game? Doesn't he know his body? Like, isn't he accountable too? Yeah, I think he is accountable. And again, I, I'm I'm gonna answer this, and then Mr. Harvey, I, I'll let you talk. I, I think essentially, you know, Tua at the end of the day is a competitor. Like, I didn't like he felt good enough, I believe, to to, to try to play. But again, like I, I keep referencing the Mike Tomlin statement. He has to like his coach or somebody has to care about that kid at that moment. And if you think back, okay. You know, what's not being talked about in, in this whole situation is Brian Flores has a, a lawsuit against the against the Miami Dolphins about tanking and throwing games and whatever the case may be. I wonder, because that has subsequently been swept under the rug at, at this point, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, 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 he did get some bread or whatever the case may be, but the same ownership is still in place. The same leadership at the top is still in place. I wonder if the head coach of the Miami Dolphins was feeling that type of pressure um, and was like, you know what, I got to get this win. I got to get this win. You know, we, so we throw him back out there, you know, when we know he's clearly, you know, wobbling and walking right. So we make up some type of BS type of statement that said, hey, um, his back or, you know, whatever the case may be, and then how much how, how much more would he be so praised and you know worshipped if they were to go in to the Thursday night game and be one of the two teams that's still undefeated? Uh, Mr. Harvey, I, I'll come to you, man. Like you, 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 you hear what's going on, man. Give me a give me your opinion on it. All right, man. So first of all, it wasn't any more of. Tua Tongo Vailoa's back as it was Cameron Brake's shoulder. Point Blake, period. Okay, we so we both know that didn't have nothing to do with either situation. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of fault to go around. There's way more people that should be fired behind this. Um, I do think that with the tanking games now, there may be some pressure, certain things right there. Uh, the other thing I will say is the last person to blame on this is the player. I understand your point of does he know his body and whatever else, and so I wasn't even going to mention that, but since you brought it up, I'm going, to, I'm going to answer that real quick. You are as hard as an athlete, though, to compete. You get all hyped up. you got adrenaline pumping and whatever else, and that's where sometimes it comes down to this whole idea of we got to save the player from himself, right? And so and there have uh, been coaches that have been able to do that. I think that one of the things that we ought to be looking at, though, is the concussion test only, or the protocols only need to be black and white on one side, not the other. And that if they don't clear you to go back out on the field, then you don't go back out on the field, point blank period. Okay, no other ifs, ands, or buts about that. However, and this is a big one to me, if you are cleared, you still have to, you still need other pieces in place 
or other evaluate, you know, other things to look at to evaluate whether or not a player should be out there. And at some point, even though some people play hurt, and I understand there's a different, there's a line there. <clears throat> at some point, uh, there's a difference in playing hurt and like really playing injured or playing in a situation where, I mean, listen, you got to think about it, man. When you have, like, if you've got a concussion, you got swelling on the brain. Like you, you're playing with your life at that point being out on the field. So some of that needs to be very cautious. Like I, I'm not saying this is what needs to happen because it doesn't surprise me um, that it's being said though. But, you know, I just saw one doctor today, a concussion specialist say, uh, Tua needs to quit football altogether at this point because of the concussions that he's had. And, and people are pointing to other, other guys. And I'm telling y'all like, and I'm not trying to be like, are negative and whatever else, but uh, the the one issue is that's ever going to if affect tackle football in general as a whole, um, if it ever does, is going to be these concussions, bro, and like the long term effects that it has on people's brain. This is going to be the horcrux behind the whole thing, and I mean I think you're going to see lots of things ever happen before football is, but like you've heard people the the naysayers go football one day is going to be completely outlawed because of whatever. I'm not saying that, but I do think one day you might see, for example, the punt taken out of the game or something done differently to stop it. Cause that's the most violent play in the game, the kickoff and punt or whatever. So I think you might see some things uh, uh, adapted over time, just like you've seen certain kids play uh, flag to a certain period when I really don't think that it does as much damage to the hit when they're little, but you know, you're seeing flag uh, football in these seven on sevens and different things instituted to work on skills more than and limit some of the impact of the sport. Hey, serious. Can I, can I tell you a quick story? Talk to me. Okay, because everybody wants to keep talking about two. This is what I was trying to provide his family. A few years ago when I was still working, um, it was an accident. Um, at the time, that was going to be my eighth concussion. Um, the very next day, I went to work. Now, at the time, I was an aerospace quality inspector. And I inspected safer flight aircraft parts. What that means is the parts I inspected kept planes from dropping out of the sky. Okay? I went to work the next day because I got to pay bills. I don't remember going to work. I don't remember inspecting parts. To this day, this is all seven years ago, to this day. I go home that night, I wake up, and I felt fine in the morning. I don't remember the rest of the day. I don't remember driving. I don't remember any of it. I get a call from the company I went to inspect the parts at. They say, Charlie, um, Dude, what, what happened yesterday? What are you talking about? He said, you can't respect the parts. You missed paperwork. That's not like you. I said, I came in there yesterday? He said, yeah. I said, I don't even remember coming in there. They said, what? I said, yeah, I had access the other day. I don't remember going. I don't remember inspecting. Now, if they weren't used to my, my standard of work, those parts would have went out. You understand what I'm saying? This guy's trying to provide for his family. So he is going to put his life at risk. Because he's trying to provide not only for his his his, his father, his father, but his entire generation. Because that's the level of money that these guys are dealing with. So no, we can't expect somebody who's trying to provide for their family to make safe decisions when it comes to their health. Because he's just not going to do it. So let me go ahead and, 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 and go back with you on that. I mean, essentially, I, I get where you're coming from, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're better. 
But in this particular situation, the money that Tua is set to make this year is essentially guaranteed. And I don't think, again, this is just, this is just me just keeping it a buck. I don't think that Tua would have been incorrect or a coach would have been incorrect if they would have been like, yo, my guy, listen, sit the rest of this one out. You know what I'm saying? We got another one on on Thursday. Let's um you know, let's let's, let's let's reassess, let's reevaluate. Like at the end of the day, like if you're playing the long game and you're playing the longevity aspect of what was going on, you know, the head coach caring for that dude at that moment had to be more paramount than you know, two or three of all catching, you know, a half a game check or, or missing the Thursday night game. No, no, I'm not to provide for. A I'm family. not talking about that game check. I'm not talking about the game check. I'm talking about every game he wins increases the amount of money he gets next season. That multi-year big ass bag. You're right. The coach should have stepped in. We can't expect Tua to think like that because he knows that if he don't win games, if he sits out a game. They say, see, we told you he was off injured. That's less money he gets. Maybe he don't get that bag. This is why these players are so willing to risk their lives on the hope of getting that bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. Villains, you got anything else to add to it before we press on? No, man, it's good, man. You guys are absolutely right, man. Listen, everybody has their hands in the pot. You know, everybody's hands dirty. It's just a different sink and how much dirt's on there. You know, I I just feel like I agree with you, Chandler. You know, he's got to provide for his family and and stuff. But I just, you know, it scares me that he went back into that game knowing that, you know what I mean? And it's like football is such a tough sport. You know, you you feel like you got to be macho and go out there and, you know, grind through it and, play through the pain, but, you know, it's, you know, we got to get out of that mentality because, you know, to see him in that game against the Bengals in the state that he was, it was hard to watch. And it was, it was frightening. Um, right, I just right. hope we can, I, I just hope we don't have to see that again. And, and I love football. I, I grew up playing football. I, you know, I take my son to play football, you know, uh, he plays for the Steelers, but nobody's perfect, but, Listen, you know, I have to explain to him, you know what I mean, what happened. And, you know, he's going to ask me, will that happen to me or something? It's like, you know, you don't want to see that. And it's, you know, you got to clean it up. You got to stop it. Well, I mean, I, I, the, the, the sad part about it is I, I definitely saw a, a much more concentrated effort uh, from Major League Baseball uh, this weekend, you know, that, that, that injury that mm-hmm. happened on the Thursday, we, we saw Sunday and subsequently Monday night games, and I did see a, a really concentrated effort to, to hold players out if they're questionable and things of that nature. And yeah. I personally hate that, you know, something as tragic as what's happened with Tua had to take place in order for yeah. – um, in, in, in order for them to – Essentially, pay attention. Um, call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Here with Sports City Chefs talking any everything NFL uh, recapping week four. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about um, since we're on the injury uh, situation right now, 
um, is the situation going on in Dallas with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush? Um, we, you know, Cooper Rush is still undefeated. You know, he's leading the the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, and they're three and one. They 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 won three straight since um, Dak Prescott got hurt, and you know, Doctor Jones, if you will, is is trying to say that you know Dak is going to be ready to go and. You know, now before we even jumped on air, I saw a report that said they may hold him out a little bit. Um, again, this is this is a little bit about what we were just talking about a minute ago where, you know, sometimes a, a coach or, 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 you know, has to hold a player back from himself. I, I think essentially that may be forcing his way back and trying to get back in there sooner um, because, again, you know, he's a competitor, you know, and you don't want people to forget about forget about him. Cooper Rush is 3-0, and and the Cowboys' offense is, is moving the ball, and, you know, they just got Michael Gallup back uh, a week ago, and, you know, he, he, he reached pay dirt and, you know, and everything. So um, how do you guys feel about the Dan <clears throat> Prescott injury um, and how that's been handled. Uh, Mr. Harvey, I'll go to you first with it. So a couple of things. <clears throat> I think that this is similar to that, only difference is we're not talking about brains uh, and or your ability to breathe, which sometimes crack ribs can do in the case of uh, Herbert in that situation. But, yes, uh, I-, I think you've got to get Dak back healthy. But I think regardless – even when you have Dak in the lineup, and we said this last week, we said this a couple of times, Dallas needs to play the very similar type of game. Theoretically, Dak should throw better quality passes, and Dak should be able to make some throws that that uh, Cooper Rush cannot. And, yeah, that's fine. But uh, Dallas needs to rely on that. I mean, this is the game plan that they need to use. Just because you get your franchise guy back, you don't need to be sitting in the uh, – you know, sitting up in the in the uh, booth playing uh, playing Madden. Like, you need to play the same type of football to be a winning team. That's the formula for Dallas to win. Um, and they would they'll be probably if if they play like that, which they won't, because Kellen Moore once again to play Madden. Um, they should still be able to continue to uh, win a little bit, even you know when Dak gets back. But I I think that. Um, at the end of the day with him, it's can he do the things that are needed to do without uh, – with minimal soreness? Is it, how's he look throwing the ball, gripping it, handling it, that kind of thing? Um, and then, um, I mean, when he's ready, he should play. I, I, you don't have to rush because you got the game plan, and I think they have a schedule that can be conducive to him. But, uh, yeah, let him play when he's ready and healthy. Yeah, and so, again – that, that, that's kind of my question, you know what I'm saying? You mentioned when he's ready and healthy, you know. Take I, your time. I fear, your princess, you I you mean, invested too much. I mean, well, that, that, that's what I'm saying, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, Chandler, I'll come to you in a second. You know, you say when he's ready to, to go, but injury tends, tends to take, you know, four to six, you know, to say, hey, we just we, 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 we just hit four. Um, and so the fact that he's trying to get himself back to, to play, I, I think is a little bit more egotistical than, 
you know, him actually being ready. Now, again, I'm not there. I'm not looking at the rehab. I'm not, I'm not looking at the scans or anything. But, you know, again, with the same token that we talked about, Tua Tagovailoa and, and others, hell, I, I'm an athlete myself, and I always want to be out there, you know, I mean, somebody's coming and taking your spot and doing a much better job at it. That, that has to that has to get to you, right? Right. Well, and I don't know if it's doing a much better job. I mean, if you really look, it was one game, and also against a, a, a different defense or whatever. And and the play calling was different. They changed the play calling. This is the way to call it either way. But the one thing I want to say before you uh, click on uh, go elsewhere is everybody is is different in the way that they heal. It could be more uh, four to six. Uh, and so depending, but to me, so you're just asking the questions and you're checking for soreness. That's that's the biggest thing that I'm looking for when deciding when he can go out there again. Chandler, I, I'll come to you, man. You, I mean, you, you, you of all people have been very, very critical of uh, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, and I, I expect this to be no exception. Um, but you, you see what's going on with Dak Prescott, man. What, what's your position on it? I say the same thing as I said with Tua. He's trying to rush back because he's worried about his money and being a starter. Because, see, Jerry Jones is still pissed off that Dak took him to the cleaners, okay? When basically um, if Jerry Jones had offered him a contract a year earlier, he would have got him a bargain based on prices, okay? Kellen Moore is a clown. Um, he's a terrible offense coordinator because, like you said, he does not call the same. He calls a different game with Rush than he does with Dak. And a game that he calls a rush is the same game he should be calling with Dak. Okay? Dak is not this guy that you want to go on 35 times a game. He's just not. He never has been. Okay? And Dak is looking at if he keeps staying out and Rush keeps winning, right? I think they're, what, three and one now? Or two and two? Three and one or two and two? Three, no, no, no three Rush and one. is one. Three and one. Three and one. Okay. If Rush keeps winning, you don't think Jerry Jones – We'll, we'll make rest the starter and say, and say to that, listen, um, you ain't going to start here. So here's the deal. Um, if you want to go start somewhere, you will have to restructure your contract. You will have to give me back some money. Because, listen, ain't nobody going to take Dak right now at the number that he is. Nobody's going to take him at that number, okay, which means that he's going to lose money. So for Dak, this, again, this is about money, okay, and him being a starter, because the narrative is going to be, by the way, the narrative is going to be when he comes back and they stop calling the game where they're calling it, well, that came back and the offense looks bad again. Well, yeah, the offense looks bad because the offensive coordinator is calling a crap game. But that's not the narrative. When you keep hearing about that, oh, that ain't doing this, and that ain't doing that, and that and that and that and that. Well, you know, so if I'm him, yeah, he's got to rush back. Because he, I, I honestly believe that if Cooper Rush beats the LA Rams, that Prescott will never be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys again. Which is definitely possible. I'm not going to find that. That's definitely possible with how the Rams have been planned. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Dylan, I, I, I'll come to you, man. You hear what's going on, and, um, you know, you, you, you your favorite Dallas Cowboys are right there neck and neck with you at three and one. Um, talk to me about what's going on with Dak Prescott. Listen, I think this is a great story for Cooper Rush. Um, I think, you know, he's earned his place as a lifetime backup quarterback. 
Um, I think him winning these games when they, everybody thought this team was completely dead um, is great validation for him. I think, I think it's, and it also helps Dak not have to rush back. Um, Dak already has the bag. He doesn't have to give anything back. Like, he doesn't have to restructure anything. He's got the bag. It's guaranteed. It's in his contract. You don't want to – don't don't play me. I don't care. I got my money. So, it doesn't – you know, I listen, Cooper was winning three games in a row eases the pain. Now you have a Rams team that's reeling that doesn't didn't look very good last night at all, in my opinion. They look very one-dimensional. That's Cooper Rush left, Cooper Rush right, Cooper Rush down the field, and hopefully we can get him the ball. Um, they could easily win that game against the Rams. They, I don't think they could beat the Eagles. I think the Eagles are way more talented. I, I don't give them um, – not. I don't say they don't have a shot because they have – the Dallas has a really good defense. What you're seeing is Kellen Moore finally waking up and figuring out, oh, this isn't Madden. I can actually call plays to to not lose the game and try not to throw a bomb every play. Like so, he's woken up. I think Dan Quinn is the reason why this team has any kind of chance because he's a terrific defensive coach and he has a terrific defense. I mean, Michael Parsons, Williams uh, and Company, those guys are really good. They get after it. Although they do give up a lot of uh, running yards, they do give up uh, over a hundred yards a game on the ground. That's a problem. But this defense, for the most part, gets after the quarterback. They keep him in games, and the quarterback doesn't make mistakes. I mean, he hasn't thrown a pick all year. He's only thrown four touchdowns, too. So it's not like Cooper Rush is lighting the world up where you can say, this guy is not a starting quarterback in this league long term. Like, that gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Do I think they can get there? No. But Cooper Rush isn't going to get you to a Super Bowl. He's not going to go head-to-head with Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I mean, come on, let's, let's be for real. Okay. He's a good story. He's a good, he's a good game manager, but that's about it. Four touchdowns in three games isn't lighting the world on fire. Three wins in three games is what everybody's talking about. Dak Prescott is fine. He's not going to lose his job. He'll be back. He doesn't have to rush back. I think that's the bigger story. You don't have to rush him back, especially if Jerry's saying he has a problem gripping the ball. He doesn't have to come back. You can take your time. Maybe wait till the bye week and then make a push and, to get uh, into the playoffs and, and, and try to challenge the Eagles for that division. Has, has, yeah. I'm sorry. Have you met Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones is trying to win. No, the I haven't. But I, I, I know up is down, left is right with that guy. I know that. I, but okay. he doesn't make the calls. You don't. You don't let the owner make the calls, right, Chandler? Like, come on. You're gonna listen to that He's guy. He's the general manager. He's the general manager. He's not just the owner. He's a GM. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then as a Giants fan, let Cooper Rush be the long-term quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> this, everything you said was right. If you were talking about anybody but Jerry Jones. <laughs> I know. I know, Jerry. And that's the point. Let Cooper Rush be your long-term quarterback. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Taylor, like, seriously, yeah. like, Cooper Rush, do, do you think he is better than any of the other 31 quarterbacks in the league? No, I don't, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Jerry oh, I know, Jones I know. is just that spiteful that's, that's, and hateful and money-hungry enough to, dude, that will be the story of the year. You know, Cooper Rush judges, he's going to sell him. They're going to be on every call. Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if he could do it to his boy Tony Romo, if he could do it to Tony Romo, right, you, you don't think he could exactly. do it to Dak? Right. But how did that work right. out with Dak? How many, how many playoff wins does he have? <laughs> One. Go for it. Yet, I'm here yet for they it. Still talk I'm here about for them it. Nauseam, and they still talk about them ad nauseum. They still put them in prime time games and holiday games and every game, and Thursday game, and Sunday game, and Tuesday game, and Wednesday game, and Friday game. And and if they make up another day in a week, they'll put them in too. <laughs> Just exactly. Exactly. I'm here for it. Please do it. Yeah. Please, please, Stephen and Jerry Jones, please make Cooper Rush a long-term answer at quarterback. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> well, we all know that's not going to take place. But at the end of the day, like I, I do think that Dak Prescott is going to force his way back into the picture and subsequently do – more damage than good to 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 his hurt mm-hmm. finger because he you know wants to scratch the itch. I, again, I I think I, I think Dak Prescott is going to be the starting quarterback of, of the Dallas Cowboys regardless of whether they beat the Rams this weekend or not. But it definitely is going to be an interesting story. Calling numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Speaking of interesting stories. Um, the new era has taken place and has come upon us in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Kenny Pickett is now the new starting quarterback of my Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, I wanted to – I'm, I'm going to talk about it in, in this upcoming finger food, but I wanted to give you guys a chance to, 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 to kind of talk about it. Um, before we get started, I did want to say that um, I, I do have some egg on my face. Um, because it wasn't a week or so ago, I said that I'd be shocked if they made the move. Um, they have made said move, and you know we got we, we got to talk about it. You know, Mr. Harvey, I, I'll come to you first, sir. Kenny Pickett, you know, gets the first start of his NFL career on the road this weekend, and 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 New York playing the Buffalo Bills, man. I mean, did did Tomlin make the right move? Did he? <clears throat> You know, did he succumb to the pressure? Did give me a position on Kenny Pickett. No, listen, you must be pretty confident to make the move right now. I will tell you, when it comes to Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, um, and to quote the late great uh, Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. Um, and at, at, at this point, singular, he is who we thought he was. And uh, at this point, is not letting him off the hook. Uh, so we are going to uh, to see. Listen, um, there's no better just pure test right now for a young kid to have to face than listen that that Buffalo team is good, right? Like they're a favorite in a lot of people's eyes to win the AFC. I don't know if I go that far yet, but uh, that's a talented uh, football team. That's a road game. That franchise is starved for a Super Bowl. So, as Chris Berman used to say, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo mm-hmm. do. So, uh, that's going to be a very uh, charged-up environment, right? And so, uh, listen, it's a hell of a first test. If this kid goes in there, even if they don't – I mean, in some ways, though, it's not pressure-packed. If you think about it, like, who has Pittsburgh predicted to win this game? Nobody. 
There's no 14-point dogs right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no pressure on this kid, to be honest with you. You know what, kid? F it. Go let it fly. Look at what happened to the Rams against this team uh, on opening night. You know what? Just go let it fly. Go go play. Go go give it your best shot, kid. Like, uh, if if he's not anywhere close to being ready, um, this could be a suicide mission for the kid. Um, I think he's got poise, though, and I think that was one thing that a lot of people talked about when he first came into the draft. Um, I really thought that they might make the bye, or at least Trubisky would play through Buffalo, having played on the road, and also having been um, part of that team. Maybe, uh, maybe even though he's not as big or athletic or has nearly as talented as an arm, you know, maybe this is the week to let Trubisky uh, run the Buffalo offense for the scout team uh, as they're preparing for what they're going to see uh, because he knows it a little bit. So, uh, it, you know, who knows? Give, give the kid a chance. Uh, see what you have. We know that uh, he tried to say that it wasn't on everybody and that, you know, we're not just going to all this in Mitch's feet, as he said in the, in the interview. Uh, know that the quarterback play has left a lot to be desired uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, so far this season so uh, I mean I think this is the move that needed to uh, be made it's quicker than I thought but I think that uh, that Tomlin knows that in a lot of ways that his long-term future with this franchise. He may decide to go somewhere else. If it's a guy or whatever, but his long-term future with this franchise is tied to finding that next court. That's how you win in this league. And so let's find out what we got and let's start trying to uh, let us level. Like, basically, we're going to throw him in the water, bro. We're going to find out. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm not going to give too much away because I'm, I'm really going to dive deep into it. Um, on this episode of Finger Foods that I'm getting ready to record. But, you know, I, I've always said that, you know, a, the quarterback essentially is – he gets all of the blame um, and all of the praise for, for a team sport that needs other pieces around them to – to, to, to play better and to play up to their potential in order for him to be successful. Um, and with Mr. Trubisky, um, I saw a lot of good. I saw a ton of bad. And as I, and I, and as I say in my finger food, I saw a hell of a lot of ugly as well. So, um, but I, I'll get to that later on. Dylan, I'll I, I come to you, man. Um, Mr. Trubisky gets the keys to the kingdom if you will, on his first start in, in week five. It came a little sooner than most thought, but here's where we sit now. What's your opinion on what's your position on it? Yeah, I mean, it, I was shocked as he came into the game, but I'm not shocked, right? I mean, like, Trubisky was that bad. And it's just he's missing open receivers. He's not making good reads. The receivers were visibly frustrated a week ago, right? I think you had uh, mentioned it, and um, it, it was starting to boil over where they were losing him, you know, and he um, – Mitch is just – like like uh, Harvey said, you, you know, you are who you are, and, you know, Mitch is just not a quarterback, in, a starting quarterback in his league, and he really isn't. 
Um, he might be able to spot start, you know, be a backup. Maybe he can take the Geno route, learn a little bit more. Clearly what he had learned in, in uh, Buffalo isn't really taking in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I saw a little Daniel, bit of the man. game. Say the game. Say it again. He's Chase Daniels. Just that he he just happened to start. Yeah, you're not wrong. And, you know, shame on the Bears for trading up to get that guy. Um, you can see how that worked out. They they don't know what to do with a quarterback. They'll never have a, a franchise quarterback. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, listen, I, like I said, I caught a little bit of the game um, when I heard that he was in the game. So I flipped over the station. Um, yeah, three interceptions, rough. But, I mean, you could see right away, you know, he, he he's getting the ball down the field. He kind of energized the Steelers a little bit, right? And um, that, at this point, you're, that's all you need. Now you just need to understand if he can do it consistently in, in winning football. And I think it's kind of con- not conceding, but like saying, you know what, if we win this year, we do. If we don't, that's all right. We need to find out what this kid is made of and if he can play. So, um, you know, listen, Tomlin's going to be fine. He's going to figure it out. Um, this offense has been stuck in neutral for over two years, and it's, it, you know, picking the breath of fresh air, and hopefully they can ride that wave. Yeah, yeah. Um, call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Uh Chandler, I, I'll come over to you, sir. You know, Kenny Pickett gets the nod and Pittsburgh. Um some planning, Mr. Trubisky, man. Give me a position on how you feel about it. Well, the only thing I got right on Sunday and all the terrible picks I made was I said Kenny Pickett would want to play in that game. Um, because, see, I disagree on one thing with Trubisky. I think he can be a starting quarterback. He was playing scared. See, we forget that players are human, and Trubisky heard everything everybody said about him, him being a walking turtle. The reason he wasn't pushing the ball down the field, the reason that he was making poor decisions, he was playing scared. He was playing not to make a mistake. You can't play not to make a mistake. You can't play not to fail. The worst thing that happened to him was going to Pittsburgh. That is a high-profile franchise. It's a lot of pressure being a quarterback in the Pittsburgh Steelers. He needed to go somewhere like Houston. Okay, he needed to go to a bad team with literally no pressure so that he could actually play free and easy. So I was expecting this to happen. Because if you think about it, with their, the way the offense is, the quarterback has to do a lot because there's not a lot there in the cupboard with the Steelers. I didn't like Kenny Pickett in college. Okay, let me be clear. I didn't like Kenny Pickett in college. And I watched a lot of pick games because up here where I am, there's certain games that I get all the time, unfortunately, whether I want them or not. The pick games are one of those games. I didn't like him in college. Um, I think he's a guy who, at the worst all, is going to turn the ball over. Okay? I've never seen I never watched him win a big game in college, ever. Okay? So I'm not a Kenny Pickett fan. But this was the move you had to make. Because, as you said, Sirius, I think it was you, so sorry, said, that he is pushing the ball down the field. He is willing to take chances. So it does energize these guys. Okay, we ain't got somebody playing scared. They'll live with you making a mistake if you're aggressive. So it's the right move. I don't see Kenny picking it as a savior, but what I think it does do, if you energize the team around him and guys start playing better around him, 
and they stop dropping balls, and they start catching balls, and they block better and all of that. I think that, listen, I was thinking Pittsburgh was going to be 9-8 and eight anyway. Um, so maybe now they're 8-9. and nine. But you think this, that's going to be better than what, what it would have been with, with Trubisky. But I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I can see them going 9-8 with Pickett because what, I'm, what I think you're going to see is you're going to watch everybody else pick up their level of play to kind of cover up for the kid. I mean, I can respect it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly feel as though um, I've, I've been watching, you know, the, the, this team be in neutral and, you know, for the better part of three years. So the fact that when Kenny Pickett got into the game, he was able to really pick up the play of the, 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 the people around him as well as push the ball down the field and, and he just played with a certain level of, I've been here before. Now, granted, this was against the New York Jets. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to learn a lot more about him in those massive games this week when we play the Buffalo Bills. But um, seeing how he pushed the ball down the field and wasn't scared of the moment, like he's standing at the face of a blitz um, right off the A-gap and was able to stare that down and throw a dart to Pat Fryer move uh, over the middle to set up that second touchdown. So I think he's going – I think he's going to play well for us. Um, you know, and, again, I tip my cap to, to come at Tomlin, you know, for having the stones to, to make the move when he did. Um, made it at halftime, you know, he, you know and, he, and he, he said, listen, we needed to spark. You know, Mitch wasn't getting it done, so, you know, let's go to the kid. And, again, I, I – I, after you make that type of move, you really can't go back to Mr. Bisky. So when he came out today and said that uh, Mr. Bisky is, you know, now Kenny's backup for the remainder, um, you know, it's, 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 it's time to take the training wheels off and let this man do what he got to do. Um, call the numbers 929-477-2759. Here with Sports City Chefs, man. Um, as I customly say, uh, before we get started, man, definitely check out PHI Apparel. Thanks to them for sponsoring us uh, in tonight's episode. Um, I'm not going to give a plug, but definitely, again, the blogs and, 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 and the website is definitely going to be where you need to go to find uh, your latest merchandise and everything going around Sports City. Um, I wanted to talk about the games um, before we got out of here. Uh, we had a London game this week, and we got one this upcoming week. But um, I wanted to talk to you guys about how you felt about, you know, the 9 a.m. football slot Eastern Standard Time. Um, you kind of like how, you know, the NFL is taking its party to London. Um, do you like? Do you think that's good for the game? Do you think that's good for football? Do you think that's good for the, the, the London folk? I kind of get it when to see what you guys thought about it. Uh, I'll come to you first. Um, I got to skip church for this, man. This is crazy. My wife is not happy that um, I'm bailing out on church to watch the Giants game, but it's the Giants, right? Um, <laughs> listen, um, it's good for the game to expand, be global. I think the British um, fan base has really like, like embraced um, American football, what have you. Um, you know, listen, it's a money thing, the money grab, trying to expand their, their brand and stuff, go global. I get it. Uh, for us here, I'm used to it. 
I'm, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm used to it. I know, like, you know, October comes, you know, you're going to have a couple games at 9 o'clock, so, which is kind of cool when you're getting ready to go or do whatever you got to do on a Sunday morning. Hey, I can flip a game on, you know, it's on TV. You know, now it's on uh, NFL Network. You can't really watch it on regular TV if you have regular TV, but if you got NFL Network, you're covered. So, um, yeah, I'm just used to it at this point. No, no real shade to it. No, you know, I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Harvey, I-, I wanted to come to you next. The same question, but I wanted to throw a little bit of a twist in there. Villain mentioned the fact that you can only watch uh, the London games on NFL Network. Subsequently, you can only watch the Thursday night games on Amazon Prime. Um, you know, I mean, what's your position on the, the, the definite change and obviously the, the, the London games and, you know, everything? Your, your boys were involved in, in, in a close one there. Um, but, you know, did you see it? What did you think about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, I like the old, uh, Sam Cooke song, Change Gonna Come. Uh, it, it is, and it's definitely going to come. Uh, in these TV deals, I think, in the next year. And I think that um, what you have seen, I can mention the Saints here in a second, but I think that uh, what you have seen is is them playing around with different platforms where you could get it on Twitter. Uh, now they, they're doing Prime right here, and they've done uh, through other social uh, media platforms where you could get the games. Um and so I think as they've been trying to figure out this new TV contract, so, yeah, you still have the regional ones for the local games that are, are by the by the network so that the networks get. Um, obviously, and, and that's going to probably be pretty uh, consistent uh, just because that's not something that football wants to take away. That's part of what feeds into its popularity, I think, that it's once a week and it's so easily uh, viewable. But I think that we're going to see, you know, I don't know that DirecTV is going to have that contract anymore. And if they don't, Mm -hmm. um, is it going to be another exclusive right or are they going to figure out a way to open it up where any TV provider has, whether it be direct, dish, cable, um, and then can they even extend it to things like YouTube TV or uh, Hulu slash Disney plus any of that, uh, their their whole uh, Sunday ticket product, right? Um, because if they can, then that's what's going to up their – that's what's going to up their money, right? Also, uh, people can go to the NFL platform and get, you know, the, the league passes directly through them and watch through the NFL site last I checked as well. So – I mean, I, I think that how they maximize this and what they decide to do, that we're going to find out a lot come this TV deal. I do agree that it's good for the game. Um, and I'm, I like that they're getting some uh, bigger names over there, some, uh, some nationally known names that we know. It's not just Jacksonville and, say, Cincinnati or something. Um, every mm-hmm. year um, – and though, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure some organizations feel this way too. Uh, there are some fan bases that you hate to see them lose that home game that season, right? So that's the one, uh, that's the one right, piece of it, right? Which is, you know, one of the arguments that 
you know, just to, to kind of see, show you how it ties back, that uh, some college coaches are making about neutral site games too, because they're starting to try to push for more home and home type deals. Uh, they would rather do that than than neutral site. So, uh, so I mean, we'll see. But I I I do think it's good for the game. I think that it's obviously a completely different environment. It does kind of throw it throws people's season off. And and the interesting thing this year too is um, this is the first time I remember in a long time, a team not having a bye right after that London game and the Saints don't. So uh, yeah. they go home and host, they host Seattle next week. And I don't like that. And I haven't seen does Minnesota play this weekend as well. Um, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that uh, question just because I haven't looked up this week's schedule. Um, but as far as the Saints, man, like, I was encouraged. Like, Justin Jefferson and those guys, they have a lot of pieces on that team, and so they are going to get their points. Um, and they – but even in some ways the difference in the game may have been the last possession of the first half. Um, you're down 10-7. You get the ball. Theoretically, maybe you can go down and kick a field goal. Um, Dalton fumbles. I mean, our, our other quarterbacks fumbled, so we've seen that. I mean, that's, uh, you know. So, but the, I was proud that the defense stood up and they held him to a field goal and kept it a one-possession game. So, uh, you know, the the ability of that Saints defense to bend and not break, except for on those two occasions, uh, is what kept him in the game. And, I mean, listen, Lutz hit a 60-yarder right before it, and he was just a hair off on that 60-yarder. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just – it. It was just the wrong spin. It hit the, the top of the pole and bounced, you know, and, and doing it twice, too. Like, so, I mean, there was a possibility of it going over. You can't really fall. I mean, that's 60 yards, bro. We're not talking about a 34-yard kick or something. So, you can't really fault the kicker on that. And in a lot of ways, like, you you look at it, you're without your number one receiver and you're without your most explosive running back. I hate that they put Latavius Murray back on the practice squad and he's going uh, and Denver was able to poach him because I really liked yeah. what I saw with him and Ingram out of that backfield. I thought they made some plays in the running game. I, I will say the offense looked better. They were even able, they ran the ball more times in the fourth quarter than they have all year because they were able to keep the game close. They didn't give the game away. And uh, Dalton was what I expected him to be. Like he was serviceable. He got the ball certain places. He missed on some throws. But for the most part, they were able to keep the uh, they were able to keep the chains moving some, and they were able to at least uh, acquit themselves well and be in that game um, until late. So, um, listen, they're not they're not what I thought they were, and they're going to have to be a lot better to come anywhere close to achieving uh, what I thought they could achieve. But I mean, listen, uh, one and three is not the end all be all. Um, you know, they're only a game out of their division, so. Uh, anything's possible, and I still think they have a lot of weapons, and, and there's the ability of growth for this team. But that's something that I should have done in the finger foods. But you asked me about it, so I threw the Saints piece uh, on with you as well. But uh, but at the end of the day, I agree with Barry that it is good for the game. I I just don't know. Like I I think that some people overestimate where we're going with it. Some people say, are we going to eventually have a Europe division? And I think that's uh, mm-hmm. that's that's asking for a lot. Yeah, I, I do too. And to answer your your first part of your question, the Vikings play the Bears this week. So, um, so it looks like you know you guys play as well as the Minnesota Vikings play. But um, 
Villain, villain, I'll come to you, man. Um, you know, actually, I came to you first. Chandler, I'll I, I come to you, my guy. Um, you know, this, this London game and, you know, Amazon Prime, and we all understand it's about money and bringing in that almighty dollar, but, you know, you get all-day football. Um, what's your position on the, the, the London game in general, and the fact that I think that this this year they got they they got multiples and they, they got some good games going over there. You know, this time I mean Sunday's game was was good, and this upcoming game may or may not be good depending upon what Giants team shows up and what Aaron Rodgers shows up. But should be should be another fun one, man. What's your position on it? Well, obviously it's good for the bottom line. I think it's terrible for fans. Um, you know, everybody can't afford to buy all of these streaming packages, man. These ain't cheap. These are not cheap. I'm going to get Amazon. Amazon, every time they turn around, they keep raising the prices of a good prime membership. You know, baseball is doing something with Apple TV. We keep raising the price of their memberships. It's not good for fans. You know, for some fans, yeah, but for, for, for average fans who are struggling to, to feed their family because if you go to the grocery store, you spend $100, you might come with six items. Who has money to buy another streaming service just so you can watch a game at 9 at 9 o'clock in the morning? You know, people trying to feed their kids. So I don't like that, you know. Um, obviously, it's good for everybody, and, and yeah, it's good to not see Jacksonville, but the reason Jacksonville was going with it because they couldn't draw any fans in their home stadium. But they were drawing fans overseas because, again, there's an interest, there's an appetite for the game. So, yeah, it's good for football's bottom line. And like you said, the next contract, they're going to make a lot of money. But they're screwing over a lot of fans that have been fans a long time and who are, who are not going to be able to watch a lot of these games because they just can't afford to continue to buy streaming services. You know, mm-hmm. with the game companies constantly raising raising the price of internet. You know, and everybody keeps raising prices. Where you you know, okay, feed my feed my kids put gas in my car, or I'll pay for a streaming app. Which one are you gonna do? Right, you know, right. So I hate to be the old curmudgeon, but apparently that's who I am tonight. Um, and, and I like the same about the Saints. Okay. Um, I thought Jones was going to have a good year. Jones is playing with four broken bones in his back, fractures. He's playing with four fractures in his back. Can, can somebody give him a break on criticizing him? He's playing with a literal broken back. And the game plan that they wanted, Andy Dalton, right, should have been a game plan they were running with Jones because he said when he drops back and he can't plant on that back leg because he's got four fractures in his back. And I just hate the fact that nobody's mentioning that with all the criticism he's taking. This man is playing with a literal broken back. So, no, I don't think the Saints are going to be with what I thought they would be. Because I thought James would have a really good year, but he's also got a broken back. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Real, real quick, can I? Can yeah, I and Kamara's hurt too, right? So, I mean, they're, they're just trying to stay healthy. Kamara is hurt. Jameis is hurt. Yeah, go, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Now, I believe that Jameis needs to be healthy for the Saints to reach their ceiling. I have said in other shows that I think Dalton needed to play right now because Jameis is hurt, and we need to see if at all he can be gotten healthy or how healthy he can get because he do needs he does need to be 
in a little better shape. I, I'm actually uh, not one of the ones that has been overly uh, critical of Jameis Winston and have been open to him being our quarterback this year. Just for the record, uh, I, I just want to make that make that point clear. One of one, one of one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now you know, but I got I got to double click on 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 Chandler real quick because. I agree with you. You know, the streaming wars is getting expensive for the average person. I have uh, quite a bit of streaming um, um, accounts. I have, you know, Netflix. I have uh, Disney Plus. I have Hulu. I have HBO. I have Amazon. I already have Amazon because I get Amazon Prime for delivery. So, um, you know, it's kind of godfathered in, right? But still, it gets expensive. Now, I don't do anything outside of that. Like, you know, I I don't use that money to do go out to bars or anything like that. So, and I pay the bills. So, you know, I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. But I look at it from the standpoint, too, like when we were growing up in like the early 90s, these are games that we would never be able to see. And now at least that there's an option to, to you have to pay for it, but there's an option to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, you usually had your local game, and then maybe you would get that Cowboys 49ers game because that was a big game. Uh, then you get the mm-hmm. you get the Monday night game, and that was it. Like that was your only option. Now at least with the you know, listen, obviously the NFL it's money, right? Amazon's going to pay through the nose to get that Thursday game. Apple TV is going to pay through the nose to get the Sunday ticket, which I will never get Apple TV because it's a waste of money for me, but. It's, mm-hmm. it's money. Streaming is money. You got NFL Plus now. You're paying to get local games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's money. Streaming is 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 a cash cow. It's starting to hit that cap. It's starting to hit that plateau. But I mean, I I look at it the the glass half half full. Like, at least I have an option to watch these games that when I was younger I never had an option to watch. Right. Right. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, uh, essentially, my my position on it is this. I mean, it, it's very very cool to 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 be able to get up on a Sunday morning and, and turn the channel and you know sit there with your family and your loved ones, if you will, and, and watch some football. But if you're anything like me, you know, even if I'm home from church, which is hardly ever, but you know, football takes up my whole day. You know, so you know, for 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 the for the wives and the kids or whomever the case may be who's trying to, you know, get some attention before the one o'clock game starts. I mean, it, it does kind of put a a little hiccup in the ditty up, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's about money, and I, and I and I like the fact that football it can literally be watched and streamed. All, all day. I don't like, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, I don't like the fact that Amazon Prime is the main source of Thursday Night Football um, you know, for the same reason that Chandler just alluded to, like, you, you got to pay for another streaming service to, 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 to watch a football game, you know, unless it's, you know, any market, like, I, I, I live in D.C., you know, so if the commanders ever play on Thursday night now, this season they don't, and it'd be shown on our local TV and, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, two Thursdays ago, Pittsburgh played. My uncle was watching it on their local TV. So, but at the end of the day, like, you guys, it, it, it's frustrating to talk about it, especially as Joe was, man. Call the number 929 Um, Before we get out of here, 
uh, villain, I wanted you to give me a, a game this week um, that that kind of surprised you, either for the positive or, or the negative. Give me a game this week that surprised you. A past game or a game that's coming up? Uh, the game, a game that happened this past week. Well, you know I gotta talk about my Giants, baby. You know I gotta talk about the Giants going to three and one. Nah, listen seriously. Um, I was I was kind of, I mean, obviously that Buffalo Baltimore game. Um, yeah. It's easy to look back and and be Captain Hindsight and say you got to take the points that are going forward on fourth down, um, and having confidence in your defense, um. And, I, and I'm, I heard a lot of people talk about it, but I'm like, how can you have confidence in a defense that got shredded by the Dolphins and and, and just pushed around? Um, I You know, yeah, give me a break, dude. Like, if you don't – listen, you can instill confidence in them, but you got to go out there and prove it too. Like, um, uh-huh. but at that at point, like, listen – you got you got the the guy that's playing the best football in the league right now, and you got the ball in his hands. If we kill Matt, like Mike Lafleur for taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands in that championship game, how can we kill um, Harbaugh for putting the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands on fourth down near the goal line? So um, it's that's a little hypocritical to me. So. Um, I mm-hmm. like the call going for it. If he would have made it, he looked like a genius. If not, you know, this is where we are. We can criticize him for it. But um, it was a good game. Uh, the Bills definitely needed that win to get back on the winning track. And, um, you know, they're 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 going to be – I think they're the most talented team in, in, in football. Right, right. Right, right. Mr. Harvey, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, a game this week. Uh, that kind of stood out to you. So I 100% agree with uh, Dylan's comments right there. Uh, but I think just kind of going around the league, um, there's, there's really two I was impressed with with Kansas City's offense um, against Tampa. I thought they would win the game, but I was impressed with their offense. But the other one uh, that that really jumps out to me is it wasn't just in 2021 apparently that the Niners might have the number of the Rams. That Rams mm-hmm. game did not look very good. Uh, listen, I don't know if uh, Stafford and Robinson need to stay after practice and run some extra routes and whatever, but, uh, you know, you've got to have some sort of relationship with a secondary receiver. Uh, that offense did not look very good at all. No explosion in the running game. Now, uh, San Francisco has been able to uh, obviously exploit them before. I thought that Jimmy G mm-hmm. settled in a little bit. I liked it, what I saw from uh, from San Francisco, and this is kind of what we expected to see from them, at least against the Rams. Now can it carry over? And can they continue to put together consistent performances? Because we do know that there is talent on that roster, right? So um, let's see what happens. But listen, that uh, the the Rams should be uh, the Rams should be a little bit alarmed. Uh, you know, the the advantage is they're not playing in a uh, in a great division, but they should be a little bit alarmed. Right. And so should the Bron- So should the Broncos. Right. 
So the game that kind of had me scratching my head, like WTF am I watching and looking at right now, is the Seattle versus Detroit game where you had Jared Jared Goff and Geno Smith just dropping bombs on each other. Um, You know, I expected there to be some points scored, you know, but I wasn't expecting Geno Smith to look like that. You know, and, you know, it, it begs the question, like, Geno Smith, you know, was left for dead, you know, and, you know, the Seattle Seahawks was supposed to be nothing without Russell, Russell Wilson. Um, this is a two-and-two outfit right now, and this offense is it, clicking. Those of us here that play fantasy, it was I, – I, I, I know I was. I, I wasn't messing with any Seattle player because of Geno Smith. Um, but yet now I'm going to the waiver wire and trying to, trying to see if I can get a piece of that offense because you never know what's going on. Same could be said for the Detroit Lions. Like the Detroit Lions have arguably the best offensive line in football. It doesn't matter who's back there. You know, Swift is hurt, so you just throw Williams back there and he rips off you know, two touchdowns for a buck 75, you know, just like another walk in the park. Like, it, it's crazy, man. Uh, Chandler, I, 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 I'll come to you, sir. You know, give me a game this week, this past week that kind of stood out to you. Um, Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson are the exact same guy, just so y'all know. Uh, <laughs> they're the same guy. Um, and Gerald Smith is trash. Don't, 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 I don't buy that, that stock. But Detroit and, and the Steelers, what the hell, man? What the hell? I mean, Geno Smith and, and Zach Wilson look like competent cornerbacks, man. What the hell is going on with both of them? There was no way Pittsburgh should have lost that game. There's no way the hell Detroit should have given up that many points to a, 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 a Geno Smith, man. Come on, son. <laughs> That's what I can't, you know, but... <laughs> Gino's playing good football, Chandler. You got to give him credit. He's playing good football. Chandler. I'm not giving him credit for nothing. That's why he's oh, punching the face. I ain't giving him credit for nothing. <laughs> he's in my article for fantasy football, Chandler. Come on. I, and I retweeted your article, and I'm still not giving him credit for nothing. Thank you for tweeting. I love it. Thank, Thank you, brother. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> My man said Geno's. Yeah, honestly, at the end of the day, like, we, we, we are sitting there running around trying to figure out which, you know, Seattle Seahawks we can add, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's comical because, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to ride the hot hand. You got to do what, you know, we got to do is working. And I can't ignore it too much too much longer. Like, Geno Smith is playing excellent ball. Now, this may be, you know, fools, though, as Chandler alluded to, but, at the end of the day, man, the man's playing good ball. Yeah, that's about wrapped it up, guys. I wanted to get you guys out of here. Um, you know, thanks for stopping by, Mr. Harvey, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a close out and get out of the kitchen this evening. Okay, well, they kept interrupting football games to show it, so I'll just go ahead and let everybody know. Interrupt the football show and tell you that Aaron Judge hit number 62 tonight. Uh, so that's done. And, uh, and the Atlanta Braves for the history year and won the National League East. So uh, there you go. Shout out to the Clubhouse on Barbershop, 13,000 strong and continue to grow, man. Shout out to Thomas. Without him, I wouldn't be here. 
to you, Villain, to you, Sirius. Always a pleasure doing a show with you guys. Uh, Chandler as well. Much respect, man. Uh, enjoy sharing uh, sharing the kitchen with you also, sir. Uh, so check out the website. Check out the blogs. Check out Singer Foods, all the things that these uh, fantastic chefs are uh, our edition up, sportscitychefs.com, thanks to PHI Apparel. Uh, we got the cookout tomorrow night, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um, good versus evil, where uh, good always wins, good versus the villain. And then we have the mothership show on Sunday mornings with uh, Thomas and myself, and sometimes Sirius, sometimes uh, sometimes Chandler's up, uh, by there with us as well. So the time is Sunday morning brunch, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, getting you ready for all the days. Uh, NFL action as well as recapping what happened in college sports and any major uh, weekend activities in the sporting world. So check us out as well. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, fellas, I'll uh, be talking to you tomorrow night and again on Sunday. Peace. Thank you so much, Mr. Harvey, man. It's a pleasure to be in here with you guys uh, tonight. Chandler, go ahead and give us a plug and a club as we get out of here, my guy. Uh, as, as always, I had a lot of fun with you guys, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, holiday season is coming up, so all I'll say is this is people, a lot of people struggle during holidays. Your feelings are valid, but they are not facts. It's okay to feel bad. It's not okay to believe what you feel. Verify and make sure that you feel as a facts. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks so much, man. Chandler, again, such a pleasure talking ball with you, man. It's always a pleasure, man. Uh, Villain, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug and a close out as we get out of here, man. Yeah, man, thanks, Mike and Chandler, coming through, man. Friends of the program, chefs in their own right, man. Love those guys, man. Uh, Chandler, thanks for retweeting that article. Like I said, I got an article, fantasy football, some waiver pickups, uh, people feeling it, and take my advice, man. I I hit on a couple, man. I hit on a couple last couple weeks. Uh, I thought about Michael Gallup, though. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be ready last week. What am I? What are we talking about here? But listen, uh, get to the website. You got, you got in, articles. Uh, I, I, well, no, the week before that, I thought he was going to be back in week three, and he wasn't. So, um, you know, one of my guys said, dude, I, I got Gallup because you said that he was going to be there, and he wasn't. So I got a little crap for it, but whatever. But uh, one week late, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, listen. Uh, get to the website. Got a lot of things cooking there. Uh, Sirius is doing finger foods. Hopefully, I have time to edit that. And I'm a busy man. I'm a working man. I'm a hard working man. I work hard for the money, honey, brother. But um, listen, um, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on. We always cook out tomorrow, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, TP Thomas and the villain. Um, you know, we'll probably get the crossover cafe going back, um, you know, my next one tonight in the preseason basketball. Shout out to Aaron Judge hitting 62. Um, you know, in Texas, uh, so that's over um, MVP all day. Uh, Michael, come at me tomorrow. We'll talk about it. But um, listen, the show's all week. We have fun, man. Uh, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah. Thanks so much, Villa, man. It's a pleasure doing the show with you as always, man. Uh, get your boy series up in that 412 and the 703, man. It's such a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. Um, I wonder, you know, crossover cafe is back. I'm sitting here on my couch right now watching, you know, watching some basketball, talking football, man. As TP would always say, man, this is the best time of year. You know, basketball is back, football is in full swing, baseball is about to get the October classic. If you're into hockey, hockey's back. You got college football. It's, 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 
it's all right there waiting for you, man. So with that being said, uh, as we always say, tell a friend to tell a friend of the chefs again if they don't know. Now they know, man. We out. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, 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 Chef,